welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Get an extra two ideas when you redeem 75,000 imaginary points for a limited time only. Wow, we're really getting uh, inflation of the imaginary points, aren't we? Because I think we brought this up before. What was it, 5,000 for a shout out or whatever? That seems like a lot. No, no, that well, you get you got five thousand bonus points if you if you signed up and used an idea. But you know when you redeemed them, you gotta like if you want to get bonus redemption, like you you can obviously redeem like there's probably one idea for twenty thousand points, um, <laughs> something like that. Uh, that seems like a lot, you know. But well, you know, who am I to judge these things? I'm basing it on PC optimum points, so. You know, you have to redeem 300,000 at a time to get the maximum bonus at their events. I don't know what those are, but it sounds very silly. It's a Canadian thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's great. Oh. I have. I, <laughs> I got a Nintendo was... Switch purely with PC Optimum points. Uh. <laughs> I don't know what those are. Anyway, hi, I'm Atheo, author of uh, Rune, Metagame, and a bunch of short stories. Uh, in- interestingly, that'll come up in, in a bit, actually. Okay. Hi, my name's Eunice. I'm the author of uh, Fantasia and Eterna Source. If we're talking about short stories, I've written a novella called Lonely Light. Uh, of which I'm very proud of because there's many comments that swear at me for making them cry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, I can't claim uh, many tearjerkers because I tend not to write them, but you know. In my opinion, highest compliment. <laughs> it really is, you know. It's one of those top yeah. level compliments that you're just like, yes, I, I succeeded yeah. and I have done what I intended to do. Those are, those are my favorites. But, you know, I, I tend to write things where the, where the yes compliment is not tears, but it's, it's fine. We're going to move past that. Uh, specifically, okay. this, this particular idea um, comes from, while I was essentially getting uh, f- like early feedback on one of the short stories that I was working on a few weeks ago, um, somebody had an interesting misreading of one of those short stories which uh, has sparked this particular idea. And while it could be done in like a more contemporary-ish context, um, it would get kind of weird. So I decided instead that why don't we take this in a, in a magic direction. Um, so essentially what it is, is we're going to have our entire magic system be based on the concept of essentially you send a duplicate of your mind out to I don't know we're gonna call it the the trials section or whatever the hell we it would be otherwise and this duplicate of your mind uh, essentially goes through this whole experience and develops magic powers now the interesting thing is that the duplicate of your mind then goes to a sort of hub of a bunch of other people who have passed the trials and this duplicate then makes decisions for who else to put in your head, essentially, because the only way that you can use magic is if you have somebody else's mind duplicate 
in your head, and they're in control of the magic. Why can't you have your own mind duplicate in your head? Uh, I would assume because, I mean, the really basic answer is um, that the duplicate that goes into your head has to be touching your mind duplicate to go into your head. And then, I mean, touching yourself doesn't really count. And it's just like, I mean, theoretically it would work, but we can't figure out how to do it, so might as well not. Has to be touching? What does that mean? Like there's a like there's a hub essentially that's not like a real place where like you you can shake hands with somebody. It's like yeah, you go in you go into my body's head and I'll go into your body's head and then you shake hands and you trade magic. So it's always a trade. I wouldn't say it's necessarily always a trade or at least not always like a, a trade in the direction you'd expect because you could also have like because you could easily do like a triad here too pretty easily or any sort of like loop does it have to be can it just be a one way i mean theoretically yes but you would have to agree to that is there a downside to that um that your body doesn't get magic i mean so it, it really depends on whether you consider yourself the same person as as your body anyway what's can you duplicate your mind more than once? I would say no. Why? <laughs> so that people can't go around stacking magic? I mean, that's just... That's an external thing. There has to be an actual... Oh, you mean the internal can't... reason. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, I don't work on balancing in, things. <laughs> in that case, what I would do is I would instead say that, like, the way magic works like you can sort of update your your uploaded mind a little bit but like not it, it's it doesn't essentially you can't create a new imprint but you can sort of update the imprint that exists um but the issue is that the imprint has gone through like some set of trials or experiences that you haven't gone through and there is no reverse why can't you send an original mind to get magic what do you mean, an original mind? Because they haven't been through the trials. Yeah, why can't you just send a real mind to the trials? Like, including your body? I don't know. Is What's a real yeah. mind? The imprint is a copy of your brain. Essentially. Okay, but... I don't know. Why can't you send the original brain? I... Don't understand the question. Because the trials aren't physically real? Mm. But it's like, I don't know, if, if if there's a way to scan your mind and duplicate it, isn't there a way to just connect your mind to the trial directly? Is that too um, dangerous? Do people fail the trials? I would assume that some people fail the trials. Okay. But it's not like they'd ever know, because they'd be the same as somebody who sent off their imprint and then their imprint never made a deal. Does that happen a lot too? I imagine it would happen occasionally, not necessarily a lot. Okay. So like, it's a known thing that some people just send off their mind imprint and then never get magic. Well, that's sad. I don't know if it is sad. <laughs> So so you're just kind of waiting, and then one day somebody else just pops into your head like a little voice, 
and or not, not a little voice. I'm talking like a full on. They're their presence, and they have the ability to like speak to you and be a fully actualized person inside of your head. Except that they have you know different wants and needs, and they're in control of your magic. Not like complete control necessarily, but like they're the they're the final arbiter on whether your magic works or not. And more interestingly, at least uh, from my point of view, is that like the way that they went through the trials is how you get magic now. So, like whatever whatever magic that they managed to figure out is the magic that you get as the person who received them. Okay. I mean, you know, it does sound very prone to bad things happening and very convoluted, so... What do you mean, prone to bad things happening? (laughs) I don't know, just random people living in your head, setting up It's a random person that a a version of you approved. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know how they go about... Making friends with each other or choosing this, you know, could be weird. (laughs) I mean, it could be weird, yeah, but it's, like, prone to bad things happening. I don't see how. I guess it'll be weird with the... If it's usually a swap, then it'll be like you could interact with the other person who has your copy. And then there'd just be, like, two of each of you... (laughs) <laughs> yeah I don't see the problem <laughs> that was super confusing but it's not confusing not? at all it's very simple uh, so okay but what <laughs> how did this originate why did somebody figure out that you can send your mind copy to an intangible trial and gain magic I don't think that they sort of understood what was going on, at least, until after the first copy was sent off um, and came back. So, really, after the second one was sent off. Um, Okay. I'm not gonna, like, go into the, like, why is this system here? Because, like, that essentially comes down to because it's neat, so I decided on it, which the world fundamentally is fine uh, for writing. Um, But as for how it got discovered, I assume that two people... I assume that it's, like, a fairly simple process of, like, something approaching meditation. And then it's it's just, like, you get, like like, a question in your mind that says, do you want to commence the upload? Although obviously not phrased like that. It's just, like do you want to do this? And, like, as soon as somebody agrees, then it just, like, yoinks the copy out of your head. And that's just how magic exists in this world. And it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm very worried about this. But okay. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you very worried about it? I'm very worried. Very worried. Can you kick the copy out of your head if you decide it's not worth it? I would say no. Oh, God. I'm telling you, it's not going to end well. Although, you could theoretically say yes, although that would... The downside of saying yes is that, like, if you kick the copy out of your head, that's like, your magic's gone forever. Yeah, but, you know, if it doesn't work out well, it's either that or kill yourself. So, you know, 
Well, I mean, at, at this point, uh, because essentially what I would do is I would, even if I made it so that you could kick somebody out of your head, I would make it so that doing so essentially removes the copy that's currently in your head from existence. So your options are kill yourself or commit murder, which is not great. Hey, that's the risk you take being a copy and going into someone's head and being so annoying that they want to kill you. <laughs> yeah. The the other side of that, actually, is that your copy would still be in the other person's head, which is uh, interesting in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, if the other person wants to avenge their copy so bad that they're willing to give up their magic, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know if it's avenging the copy so much as just being like, well, I mean, okay. Because the issue is that, like, if the relationship between these two people was going to go that badly anyway, and they and they were a trade relationship, then I don't see why one person going through the trials makes this relationship better, while the other person going through the trials makes this relationship worse. Although I don't really know what the trials are, and I don't think I would ever want to explain exactly what they are, but... See, the whole the whole interesting psychological part of making copies is that they start diverging as soon as they split. So yeah. I can, you know, depending on what's happened in the interim, I could very easily see one pair being all happy and the other and the other pair going, <laughs> I could see it, but it's a little strange. It would definitely happen. Or like, it just depends. Because you, you got the dynamic of who's the... One who's in control of the body and who's the one who's in control of the magic, that would, it, it it would it would be different. Yeah, it would be different. Yeah, I mean, it would be a little it would be a little weird though to like hear of like yeah. So the version of me that was in your head apparently um, is dead now. <laughs> that's that's neat <laughs> and not neat actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. But the version of you that's in my head seems okay, so like, I'm not gonna kick you out, but I'm a little bit suspicious. That's fine. It's just better to have the option of not having someone in your head if you can't stand it anymore, you know? I mean, the other half of that, I suppose, is that like, I'm treating the copies as like, fully realized people in their own right. Except they don't have a body. Yeah, exactly. So, with the ability to just kick one out of your head, it's a little bit strange to me. Um, just because they they don't have the ability to do that in reverse. I mean, if you don't like them being killed, you can kick them back into that, you know, that non-physical area. Yeah, but then you just have a bunch of copies who are just chilling around. Yeah, so you, either way, but I don't... I don't. Which I, I actually don't like the sort of option of just, like, a bunch of copies just chilling around in the hub or whatever you want to call it. It's better than having somebody irreversibly stuck in your head if you really can't stand it. 
Otherwise, you're gonna get suicide. Well, no. The reason that I don't like it is because, like, then they could go into somebody news head. Is is sort of the downside. Yeah, but there. they'll have gone to repu- a reputation. I think if 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 you're Not known really. as someone who. Yeah, I think if you're known as someone who got kicked out, they'll be like, "Whoa, red flag." <laughs> I mean. I figured that would be easily explainable as, like, uh, personality conflicts. It wasn't exactly the fault of anybody here. It was just kind of like we didn't... Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, if you're so unpleasant that, like, people are willing to give up their badass magical powers to get rid of you in their head, that's saying something. Well, to be fair, they're not giving up their badass magical powers. They're giving up your badass magical powers. Yeah, but basically they can't use magic anymore. So it's yeah, and yeah, so I yeah, and then because their copy has already you know made the deal and gone away, that means they're actually giving up their magical powers because they got no one to broker another deal for them. I would at least make it so that the that any copy that was kicked out was not available for going into a new person's head. Okay. That's fine. They become the keepers of history within the secondary realm. <laughs> there's just, there's a, you know, there's just a place for them, the reject people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I think it's sort of interesting um, in that the, the people in the secondary realm don't necessarily need to age. Yeah. They become the keepers of history because they don't die with their hosts. Whereas yeah, but all the in order to history. transmit that history back to the real world, they need to talk to somebody who's new. <laughs> yeah, they gotta. They talk to the new copies. It's like, hello, welcome. Uh, we're gonna walk you through the basics here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't even know what kind of misreading led to this idea. <laughs> See, parts of the idea came from me, uh, but the. The basic misreading was the um, somebody else in your head, and it's like a whole interaction paradigm thing. Mm-hmm. The only even vaguely similar story I've read of this is was about demons. Well, you don't read my short stories, so you know this is fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm guessing I probably wouldn't enjoy them. Ah, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um. Anyway, moving on from that, um, I find this sort of paradigm fascinating because of just the amount of, like, interaction that it sort of generates between characters. It's like, I mean, this is forced, but it's forced by me, who apparently thought I'd like you or that you were worth putting up with for your ability, like... But I don't know any of that, and you do. Is very, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's 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 basically like I guess that. Well, I don't know how how these people interact when they're just mind copies, but I assume they get to know each other incredibly well, um, and in a some kind of compressed time manner. So, like, you know, you send off your copy. See, I wouldn't compress time at all. So, like, your copy might be gone for, like, a year or two or, like, more before you get magic. 
I don't know. Like, I feel like there there would be some way for the minds to, like, uh, just, you know, literally mingle or something. Yeah, no, I'm assuming that they have, like, a like a visible form to each other, at least. No, I mean, like, literally, like, mingle, like, like mind meld, and just, like, get to know each other oh, in a way. Oh, that, that I don't think I would want, actually, because it kind of reduces the amount of, like, interpersonal tension. No, 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 but you see, it creates this unequal relationship because the minds, when they go into their new host, they know their host very well, whereas the <laughs> host doesn't know them at all. We already have that without some sort of mind meld. But, like, I think it'd be funny if it was, like, like literally... Like you send off your your spirit and or your mind copy, and your mind copy just goes and has all of these crazy adventures and and meeting people, and then comes back in a relatively short period of time. Well, I mean, somebody else comes back, and is like, "How did you know what?" I don't know. I think it'd be fun if it was like the 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 new copy. Uh, it's already just, unequal because they've spent like months talking to each other where without like a mind meld nonsense. Well, so like if, imagine you're meeting a person today that like apparently has like known you and spoken with you on like a deeply personal level for like months. I mean, I guess. It's already unequal. It's already very strange. We don't need to add, like, a mind-meld, I have seen the inner workings of how you think nonsense. Well, I would do a mind-meld, because it's mystical. You like your, your uneven power dynamics. I know. I love them. Um, and, you know, I think it, it'd be fairly rare for them to not get along. But, like, I feel like if you, you ended up getting along really well with that duplicate, you would then, like, seek out the real person? I mean, not necessarily. It kind of depends on how the the person in your head feels about it. <laughs> I don't even... Yeah. You know, it, it could lead to a lot of really confusing relationships. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to call it anything but a relationship because it's like, I don't know how exactly we would we would explain what exactly is going on between these people. It's... I mean, I'm sure they would come up with a separate noun for it. Probably. <laughs> you know, to refer to the one in your mind and to refer to the person whose mind copy is in your head. That would probably have its own noun, too. <laughs> yeah, like, you'd, you'd have to come up with something. You know? And there'd be some sort of word for people in different kinds of relationships where they've traded mind copies but know each other in real life, too. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like, you know, it might be like even before you send off your mind copies, if you have a really good friend, you would probably just agree in advance to, like... You know, let's both go to trial and then trade after. Yeah. I mean, you could do that, but that runs the risk of if one of you fails, or if 
Um, that, yeah, that runs the risk of if one of you fails, it runs the risk of like it may be more difficult to find each other than we thought. Mm-hmm. And even even then, I don't know that I would ever agree to something like that because it's just like, uh, what if one of them is like wildly more successful at the trials than the other one? Like, it's very confusing. Yeah, it is very confusing. But it would, you know, that is just what this system would do. Just confuse the crap out of everyone. (laughs) I I mean, I don't think the people in the the system would be confused at all. Okay. Because, you know, they've grown up with it. And it's like, yeah, this is just around. Like, some some people have magic. And if they have magic, it's because they're actually two people. Okay. And, you know, your name would expand... To reflect the person that you're possessed by. Oh, that would be that would be interesting. <laughs> it's like oh, the one in control of your magic can't like speak out loud, but like they're so fundamental to your being that like their name becomes part of yours. Ooh, that would be so much fun. I mean, yeah, they're. I mean, they, even they can't. They don't control your body, but they're they're giving a running commentary on everything that happens in your life. Oh, absolutely. You can definitely still talk to them from the outside. Well, I would I would think that you could, like, think to them as well. It would have to be, like, directed, but you could think to them. If they have telepathy, I guess. They're in your head! <laughs> no, no, I don't mean you. I mean, like, somebody else would say hi to both you oh, and the person oh, that's in your head. You... I mean, yeah, that would be that would make sense, too. That'd be the polite thing to do. Exactly. It's like, I'm not talking past you. It's literally, you can't talk to me. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I really like this, actually. So, what should we do for a main character? Uh, I want to have someone who's pretending not to have magic powers, uh, but has somebody in their head. (laughs) But they're hiding it. (laughs) Why? Because I think it'd be funny. I don't know if that works as a main character. Maybe they're an assassin and they're just pretending to be unmagical. But they got assassin magic. Assassin magic. <laughs> you know, magic that would be suitable for assassination. I mean, which could be a lot of stuff. That means that the person in their head is suitable for assassination, whether yes. or not they are. <laughs> Whereas the person doesn't look like they'd be at all suited for assassination, which makes them the greatest assassin ever. (laughs) (laughs) What even is that? I don't know. Maybe they just look weak and cute. I don't know. Maybe they're actually weak and Okay. So they're weak and cute. Why did their weak and cute copy... Why was their weak and cute copy able to able to convince this master assassin to go, jump in their head? Well, no, because the master assassin wanted a small, cute, uh, harmless-looking body, and was like made a deal. Well, I mean, the magic needs both of their approval. So, like, why is the the harmless-looking one? Did they just like? <laughs> I'm having trouble putting 
Okay, okay, okay. So like the 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 little one, the mind copy went and got some cool magic that is also powerful, uh, but is, but uh, probably not suitable for assassination because it's too flashy. But but the assassin wanted. The assassin. I guess the assassin copy was like, okay, I have this magic that's like great for what I want to do, but then I'll be in somebody else's body. So then they found somebody who would agree to like trade jobs <laughs> in exchange for, I don't know, protection or money or I don't know, like just... This seems like you trying to throw your messed up power dynamics on another relationship, Eunice. Are you sure? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously that's what it's for. But, like, <laughs> like, if you, like, let's say you're an assassin, right? And you're, you as the mind copy, you get this awesome assassination magic. Like, obvious, and you're like, ugh, I, like, I can't use it as me. Like, you would go looking for somebody who would, like, just be your host and and help you do your jobs and then just figure out what they want and make a deal like you know i suppose but like the willingness to i mean this mind copy of our of our uh, adorable host uh seems to be a little bit more bloodthirsty <laughs> than i thought yeah look maybe maybe this the the the, the small wee cute one is has actually you know been like resentful of being small and weak their whole life and they're like you know what i want to i'm tired of this shit i don't want people patting me on the head anymore <laughs> no i want to kill them instead what? Then, well maybe they were bullied you know i don't think being bullied is an excuse for murder it's not an excuse but it's just like <laughs> they just have a reason to resent being looked down upon as weak and inconsequential and they're like you know what i do want badass assassin powers i guess i just find that very strange or i don't know like the, you can convince them like for instance like oh like you're if you help me you're actually being noble because i'm on this quest to kill the, some bad guy you know, there's many, many ways you could convince somebody to come help you with your assassinations. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I won't deny that. Uh, it just seems a little bit a lot, actually. It seems a lot. <laughs> um. or, or maybe it was just like the other person has a cool power and, and the assassin actually wants the other power. Uh, you know, that works just fine. And then, but again, still has to convince the small cute one of a good reason to trade. Uh, but still, like, maybe it's just like, yeah, I got money and power. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to get uh, paid fairly, fairly soon. Uh, make sure you keep uploading your copy to... Make sure you keep updating your copy so that um, the other version of me can find us. Um... <laughs> Or, like, I don't know, maybe the other person has some kind of sick relative that needs very expensive medications to stay alive. 
I don't know. You, you got lots of lots of ways you could do this. Okay. Um I don't know. This still... Either way. Um so what is what is this main character's story? Which one? The Q one? Like Assassin's either or? one. Cause like I'm okay. having difficulty coming up with a with a story for this character. Okay, I'm thinking Cause like I, I was trying to come up with a relationship that had inherent tension and you're just like, why don't we fuck up the power dynamics and remove all the tension? That's fine. <laughs> Wait, how does fucking up the power dynamics remove the tension? Because it's not like you'd write it to be the power dynamics are totally screwed, and if you wrote the power dynamics are totally screwed, then the only way to like do something about that is to have the person who's been essentially forced into this relationship with this assassin person like actively take steps to change the relationship, which is not necessarily the most interesting of the story because they're kind of just running away for like a really long time. No, 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 no. But they're like they're not like their copy has decided that this assassin is trustworthy. It doesn't seem like a good but decision. They don't understand at all. They but I'm sure something happened in in the in the mind dimension and the copy really does trust this well, assassin. Well, the copy makes bad decisions. And the let's just say the assassin really is trustworthy, but is super scary. <laughs> And the small, the small one does not understand why, <laughs> like was not expecting an assassin to show up in their head. <laughs> yeah, for for good reason, I would think. But 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 they really did form some kind of meaningful bond in the men in the mental dimension. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like, how did this meaningful bond form? Well, this is why. I, see, this is why I'm for the little the mind meldy thing, where it's like, well, it's not about appearances; it's about what's inside. I mean, it's not about appearances anyway, or at least I would think it's not. I mean, like, sort of, it could be, but maybe in the mental in the mental dimension, they don't really look like themselves they just look like minds so it's not that the assassin didn't look scary in the mental dimension i would think that like it, like do you look like a brain with tentacles in the mental dimension like i'm a little confused i think you just look like you know like what people classically think of like as a floaty spirit with an aura you know you, you have colors but that's mainly it okay i mean that's Decent, I guess. And, uh... Maybe the assassin's, uh... Mental... Mental appearance... Is not... Very, you know, bloodthirsty and ruthless. But apparently they do have that so built into them that they got magic based on that? Well, I mean... Maybe... Like, the magic would be suitable for applications other than... Assassinating... Maybe it can also heal. I don't know. what. <laughs> There's lots of things we could do. Yeah, I mean, I'm just a little confused because, like, it's... I mean, we don't have to do this. That's just what popped into my I, well, head. We don't have to. I'm wondering where to go with it is, is the issue here. I'm, I, I feel like the, the small one has not had a good life because maybe they have, like, 
non-magical people in their family that implies that their minds failed whatever trial it was. So like that kind of makes you look down upon because when people are, you know, networking as children before they send off their copies. I mean, they're already looking It's not for... super easy to do that as children, I would assume, to, like, send your copy off. Yeah, no, I assume there's, like, a... a... I would think it's not super easy, but it is possible to send off accidentally, is, okay. is how I'm sort of I mean, I assume it. there's a there's an age somewhere in the teens where most people do send off their copies, but it's just, like... I would make it late teens, yeah. but yeah. But in terms of, like, people, like, in terms of when they're trying to, you know, gain social connections and stuff, uh, like, they do take your pedigree into account in terms of how successful your copies have been in your family and stuff like that. And it's actually fairly easy to trace if your name changes, depending on who settles in <laughs> well i would think that it changes your first name not your family name like if we wanted to change your family name as well that would be even weirder but <laughs> i think you would end up hyphenating hyphenating both your first and your last yeah because like don't mess with me my magic's from that line <laughs> okay. okay but if you're hyphenating also the last name then you have I don't think that the family name thing would be allowed, essentially because it would take a lot of power out of more powerful houses, because their runaway son or daughter could literally just grant their family name to some rando off the street. Yeah, but I don't... <laughs> out of Teenage Rebellion, except that they can't, like, do anything about, guess... you know, because with marriage, at least, you can, like, you know have the significant other killed very easy but with this it's much more difficult i mean regardless of whether the name changes the power is already gone yeah i don't know i think you would announce your like you would announce the name of the person who settled in you if not hyphenated it would just be like your name followed by their name see i would I would make it, like, a tradition to, like, merge first names just so that you get, like, really weird fucking names and it's, like, some people some people around with, like, super normal names and then some people around with, like, super weird names. Yeah, okay. Regardless of whether the name is, is, is there, it's, it would still be known, at least among, you know, the local area if... Uh, if you if you have parents who who ended up not having any magic and stuff like that, I mean that's fair. Uh, and you know, you would not be popular. I mean, it kind of depends, cause like again, I would think that it's fairly reasonable to expect that like out of this family, like it's it's not uncommon for somebody to like score wildly outside of what their family line scores. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is what happens to this character. They do end up getting cool powers. I mean, I feel like, yeah, nobody quite understands what would make you fail a trial. So they just kind of 
treat it like See, a... See, I think I would be most entertained if the thing that made you fail trials, like, most consistently was overconfidence. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on what the trial is. If it tests your innermost fears or something, and you're too much in denial about them, and you crack. Well, um, I would think that it tests, like, a bunch of things, right? And then maybe... I mean, the way that I would run it, essentially, is that the trials are sort of voluntary in that um, you can continue to take more or you can, like, mark it as complete and be like, okay, these are my powers. We're done. But the easiest way to fail would be to take on more than you can actually handle. So that, like, essentially, if you took on more than you could handle, you get nothing. But if you, you know, stopped at a, at a point you would get something. Which I also think leads to a sort of interesting um, side point where people who are, like, stupidly desperate will take on a little bit more than they think they can handle, but, like, they might be able to actually handle it. So occasionally you get, like, just really desperate people who just get way more power than you think that they should. Okay, but, like, what determines how much you can handle... I would assume that the trials are, like, a varied set of things. So, like, some of them are about learning, some of them are about feeling the water, uh, some of them are about, like, fighting, etc., etc. Because, yeah, like, if if the next round or whatever is just going to be completely unrelated to the previous round of trials, then... No, I w- I'm thinking that in each category you have this ability to take on more or to let it go okay so but if you fail you're just out okay so if you're confident in one aspect of your abilities then you'll push that area yeah okay which is why nobody nobody sends this off as children who is thinking about it because it's like ah so i have barely any powers to offer okay it's basically then okay it's about how well you know yourself Like, before you start the trial, you know what the topic of the trial is. And you have to pick how many rounds you go. Well, it's not... It's like, each round you complete, it's like, do you continue or do you not? Yeah, but you know what the the trial will be testing. Yes. So it's 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 a test of kind of how well you know yourself and your wisdom and continuing or or stopping yeah okay or just how desperate you are in some cases yeah but uh, the, the people who who really know how ex- exactly how well they can do are gonna max out their potential the most safely <laughs> yes okay. i assume there are there's probably like mental exercises that you're supposed to do as a kid to help you do better once this thing actually happens. I mean, obviously, yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I'm still I'm still leaning towards, you know, somebody who nobody expects to to do well. Uh doing very well, but hiding it. <laughs> See, I I don't understand hiding it. Um is it a political thing? Okay, so there, there's there's multiple things about it. One, if you if you're 
if you really don't like being like famous and dealing with people, you would you would hide the extent of your powers at the very least. Um, <laughs> and then two, if you want to be diabolical and then you know catch people off guard, then you would hide your powers. All right. Three, if you get possessed by an assassin. <laughs> That you're gonna hide your powers. Oh man. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I fundamentally am missing oh, why you would hide your powers in this in this setting. Is is the issue? Hmm. When, okay. What would be a good incentive? Like I can sort of see. Like I have I have a sort of okay. So like if we if we go standard fantasy about this right and we go, uh, kings and queens and the whole royalty shebang for no good reason um let's say that our our prince or princess uh for some reason is like maybe i mean if you want to go like super cliche like uh, the kingdom got deposed essentially and our prince or princess is like they don't really care about like staying so much as they not like staying it's not not that they care about like fixing everything so much as they care about getting the hell out of like this threatening existence and then they decide to like you know upload themselves early and do ridiculously well because they're like super desperate and also have good training and then they're just like okay now i'm looking for somebody with power and they eventually find like some peasant kid who did really well like i can see hiding it then right Mm. but i can't see or maybe, like, if your powers get evaluated, they come with certain, like, responsibilities or positions or duties that the character wants to avoid. So, we're writing about a draft dodger? I don't know about a draft dodger. Uh... <laughs> That's what this is! You just described it! No one's being conscripted, I don't think. Not necessarily for fighting. Maybe they just don't want to go to the magic school because they have to take care of their sick relative. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Maybe they've heard bad um, things about the place they would have to go if they were evaluated as a powerful mage. Okay. Are they true? They're probably partially true. They're probably not completely true. Okay. So what bad things have they heard? And is our main character going to get wrapped up in them anyway and deal with them anyway? Or are we, or are we just... We heard bad things and then we stayed away and the end. Okay. Maybe they, there is a conscription going on and the Empire wants to take over the rest of the continent and the character just doesn't want to kill people. <laughs> there we go. Now we got some conflict in here. It's mostly internal conflict. All right. Uh... Is this don't want to kill people at odds with or friendly with their uh, head inhabitant? I think they have to be in somewhat agreement. Why? Uh, otherwise, why did their mind copies make a deal? Well, because the version of you that went through things could have been changed by the trials, mm-hmm. and like they thought that like they they didn't have like a great evaluation of themselves and thought that they'd be okay with it and then it turns out not actually wow that's, it's only been a little while so how does he be able to remember how 
they used to think. I would make it so that the trials themselves are like a months long process, and then like on top of that, you have the meeting of people and then the agreements. So like you're diverged by at least a year, I would assume, by the time that you make most deals. I mean, I guess it's like, yeah. And it's a particularly eventful year, always on one of those sides. And then on the other side, it could be eventful in a different way as well. I mean, it could be like your mind copies, like, I know you're not going to be happy now, but trust me. <laughs> it's a good... It's like, you think you know better than me? You are me! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, you know, some kind of initially uncomfortable pairing, followed by, you know... Resolution of misunderstandings, followed by sure, 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 settling into a happy relationship, whatever you want to call this. You would have to make up a noun for the relationship, and then italicize it to make it look magical. Uh, you might italicize it the first time, but you should just use it as a normal word. You know, it should be like one of the words that comes from the ancient magical original language. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. <laughs> you know. The language isn't magical, you idiots. It's just the language. It's the first language. Why are we keeping a word around? Because. And even worse than that, words experience semantic drift. There's a reason that czar exists. But, but, it's like. I don't know. It just refers to this whole thing, which. It stays the same. And also... It really doesn't. And you know what? I'm not going to get into the linguistic descriptions of, like, people think it stays the same, but the language has been fundamentally shifting for the past thousand years, and we're just not going to talk about that. It's fine. You have all those floaty, non-dead people in the mental world to keep the language stable. That's not enough. <laughs> That's really not enough. Whatever. The point is... I would italicize it. You don't have to. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So just the, the conflict is... Evil empire? The, the conflict is, is evil empire, sure. And our resolution is being okay with the understanding that we have to actually fight this evil empire? Is, is that where we're going? I think that's where we were going. Yeah, we're stopping the evil empire. Successfully? Yes. Right, okay. So that's a whole long story, but the important thing here is the relationship between our characters. Yeah. So, you know, I guess both of them initially are very confused about the the, the new inhabitant that they're like, What kind of stupid decision have you made, other me? However, uh... You know, one of them accepts it more quickly than the other one, and then goes find the other person. <laughs> and then they spend a while, like, yelling at their own copies. <laughs> I, I would think that that makes that's much funnier near the end, after, like, they've both accepted it. <laughs> yeah, at the, at the beginning, it's more stressful than, than funny. It's like, uh, where they're, they're trying to, like, talk to their own copies, but with the understanding that the stranger is also there. 
the copy. (laughs) (laughs) So they're trying to, like, you know, talk in a way that the other person won't understand, but their copy would understand. Except that, like, their own copy is in the other person's head. (laughs) Like, it's the whole thing. Yeah. And and then, yeah, the other person's copy does understand because the copies know each other really well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and and then the non-copy is like I feel very left out um, <laughs> see I would just make them get it but it's like so stupid uh, yeah it, it would not be a particularly effective way of you know it's not speaking a, yeah uh, hint to uh, anybody who's listening it turns out that angry arguing is not a particularly effective way of solving relationship problems to the shock no. of Absolutely everybody, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and also, yelling at yourself, not 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 very effective. Even if they're in another body. <laughs> also true. Also true. Uh, but, uh, you know, turns out, despite the initial shock, their copies had made a good choice. <laughs> uh, whether or not it was necessarily the best choice... We'll never know. Instead, it's just we're going to consider it a good choice. And that's... Everybody's happy. I mean, yeah, you can't... No no tradesies. So, you know, you just settle with what you got and make the best of it. And, uh, you know, cool, cool powers. Exactly. I mean, the powers, I guess, have to be some kind of reflection of, like, what the other person's like. I would make them, like, personality-ish based powers except like because it's based on somebody else's personality it may not necessarily line up with yours yeah and then be like well I'm surprised that your power is like this because that's not the impression I had of you type of thing I guess Oh, man. Although everybody knows how the power works, so it's like whether the impression you had of somebody else is right or not, it's like it's not them. It's the person they're getting along with. Yeah, no no, I mean like I'm talking about like each of these people being surprised that the other person's magic is like that. I yeah, it's very it's very difficult to explain because I don't think we have the proper verb classes to deal with this. Pronoun classes, uh, that's what I was talking about. My mind keeps trying to make this a romance and then skidding away because it's too confused. Uh, <laughs> See, I would absolutely write this as like a Desperate Times romance because that would be so much fun. Oh, man. It'd just be like, who am I having feelings for and it's how? It's awesome. Uh, I love it. It's like, is this is this a foursome or is it just a pair? What is happening? Who... We don't have... We need more pronouns. We need more... (laughs) I would absolutely be okay with writing this as a romance. It would be so weird, and I would love it. I mean, I would probably still write it as a romance, but um, I can't articulate how I would write it as a romance the way I do other ideas that we have (laughs) expounded upon. Uh, But, you know, they would get along... And it would be cute because of the misunderstandings being overcome. And then they would overthrow the evil empire and live happily ever after. Exactly. 
We've we've gone to our happily ever after. We're done. Well, so th- this is a kind of a, a vague idea, but uh, do with it what you will. Vague and taking a long time, but I think it's a cool idea. I'm probably gonna probably gonna turn out a novella of this at some point. I don't know. Actually, to say at some point is a little bit reductive because I I've, I'm already five thousand words in. Okay, so. <laughs> You are writing it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's fine. If somebody else writes something very similar, we should start a genre. It would be cool. I don't even know what the genre will be called. Some kind of... <laughs> I mean, I guess it would kind of fit into the body swapping genre, but not quite. <laughs> it would be a, a sub-sub-genre of body swapping called body sharing. Um... <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay. If you liked this story, uh, write it and email us at uh, listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. Uh, if you really liked it, we'd appreciate if you could uh, leave us like a reading on any of those podcast platforms that allow such a thing. If you want to be a guest on the show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. I think that's all for this week. Okay, bye. Bye.